What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 99th episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I cannot believe that I have made it this far. But um, if you're new, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. I really appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast at the YBO Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow me, Miss Chris D. That's M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E on Instagram and Twitter. Today's episode, I had, you know, one direction to go into, but then I had another direction to go into. So, you know, this is Young, Black, and Opinionated, and I'm not going to let my platform go without talking about Jacob Blake and his story. So I'm definitely going to cover that today and some other things. So stay tuned. Before I jump into any news, I do want to do put y'all on. So usually this is the part where I tell you my favorite thing of the week, TV show, music, movie, what have you. But actually, I'm just going to let you guys know that it is official. The YBO 100th episode celebration is set. So make sure that you guys are following Young Black and Opinionated on Instagram because I will be having an Instagram live event It's called the YBO Podcast Live, guys. I'm so excited. So I'm going to be having, uh, you know, like an hour special on Instagram Live, Thursday, September 10th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to have three speakers and the whole topic is guided by purpose, but you know how I can go. I can start talking. So (laughs) that is the topic. These three people are in different industries and we're going to talk about what they're working on. Um, and how you can turn your passion and your purpose into maybe a profitable business. Who knows? Um, you know, that, that wasn't really the point of the topic, but who knows where it could go. And also, um, I am going to do a giveaway. So the live event is going to have speakers, a giveaway. I'm really excited. I think this is the best way to celebrate YBO's 100th episode. And I hope you guys will join me. And also, I will be guest appearing on another podcast this week. So I want you guys to keep an eye out for that. It's called Blackbusters. And we will be talking about colorism in Hollywood. That's going to be an interesting topic. Blackbusters is a great podcast hosted by Ray and Paul. And they basically talk about all things black television, black movies. So check Blackbusters out as well. All right, so let's jump into a little music first. I wanted to talk about Mulatto's new album, Queen of the South. I like this album. I love this album. I've talked about women in hip-hop on the podcast before, and I'll say it again. The ladies are killing it right now. Mulatto is only 21 years old. I mentioned her a couple episodes ago about the XXL freshman 2020 class, and I can see why she was on that freshman 2020 class. She killed this, you know? Um, what else can I say? The album just, you know, some women rappers, they rap all about the pussy and the sex. And, you know, we have WAP these days. We have City Girls. But I like Mulatto's style because she's just talking about how she really made it out the mud. Um, you know, how she was on a television show and how people treat her differently now because of that. Um, she really is just a hard Atlanta rapper. She keeps touting the fact that she's the first female solo rapper from Atlanta to go gold, I think. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's what she's been reporting on her social media. So we'll take it. Um, you know, I posted a mulatto appreciation post the other day and then, um, someone commented like, 
Do you think she'll ever change her name? So let's talk about Mulatto's name. What's up with that name? We all know what Mulatto means. And if you don't, I'm here to tell you. Mulatto is basically a racial slur from slavery times of a half black, half white person. And not only that, but your ancestor was probably raped by a white master and they called you Mulatto. Now, being Mulatto back in the day, being light skinned was great. And, you know, these days it's all subjective, but it still kind of is better to be light skinned because I'm not going to say better. Let me let me rephrase. I'm, I'm tripping over my words. Back then, if you were light skinned, you got special treatment and you were probably a house slave. Today, I'm not going to say I think it's better, but society still sees light-skinned women as better. Like, let's just be honest. Light-skinned, brown-skinned, dark-skinned, we are not treated equally in society. So Mulatto, for her to make her, this, her name, some people are saying, like, why would you use a racial slur for your rap name? In fact, some people think that's like if there was a rapper called Nigga. Just Nigga. It, wouldn't that be weird? So her being called Mulatto is just weird. And, you know, she has some nicknames. People have been calling her Big Lotto, um, you know, some other nicknames to kind of steer away from Mulatto. But in the end, when people ask her, like, are you willing to change your name? She flat out says no. She's confident that by her making her name Mulatto, she is taking she is reclaiming the power of that racial slur. So uh, more power to her, I guess. I'm not really tripping over the name. I understand that it's a racial slur, but... I'll just call her something else. I'll just call her Lotto or Big Lotto. I don't know. She is, I I guess she's biracial. She's a biracial girl and she feels strongly enough about this name. So let her have it. I mean, there's plenty of rapper names I don't understand and I don't like, but she made good music. So that's my opinion on that. Now, um, you know, while I'm on the subject of female rappers, still praying for Megan Thee Stallion. She finally last week went on Instagram Live and flat out said, Tory Lane shot me. You know, there are rumors, there are murmurs, but she finally said it out loud, Tory Lane shot me. And the backlash has been ridiculous. I mean, it's clear that black women are not protected. And you can go back and listen to the episode where I talked about Megan. I'm not, I don't know what number it is, but it's called Give a Shit. Because it's clear that people don't give a shit about about black women. And, you know, on top of that, I want to say not all black men treat black women terribly. Like, let's clear the air. Let's be let let that be known. Because, um, you know, I was talking to my boyfriend. He was like, damn, like, y'all really think we ain't shit. That's not true at all. Tory Lanez doesn't care about black women. Tory Lanez doesn't protect black women. And it feels like black women are always protecting black men, even even Megan said that she didn't want to tell on Tori because she already knows how black men are treated by the police. So why would she add fuel to the fire? But she said, you kept talking about me. You kept having your PR people out there talking. So I had to speak up and tell my side of the story. And some people going to call her a snitch for that. That's whack. That, I have nothing even to say about that. That's so whack. And, you know, we're talking about black women not really getting the protection that they deserve. We still don't have justice for Breonna Taylor. It's been what, 130 days, 150 days, something like that. And then we see Breonna Taylor on the cover of Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair's September issue. They did a nice illustration of Breonna Taylor 
and she will be the cover star. Now, a couple weeks ago, I just talked about how O Magazine put Breonna Taylor on the cover. And I was so thrilled about that. I was, I was so impressed by O Magazine because they've never, ever had anybody else on the cover but Oprah. And they gave it up to Breonna Taylor. Well, that was the first time around. Now that Vanity Fair has done it, my opinion has changed. And that's okay. Young, black, and opinionated, you are allowed to change your opinion about things. Please, please, in life, please know that if you... You you could change tomorrow. I could be a different person tomorrow. And if my opinion changes on something tomorrow, respect that. Now, I still, you know, applaud what Oprah did. But now that Vanity Fair does it, it just looks so performative. And I saw somebody tweet, Breonna Taylor does not need a Vanity Fair cover. She needs some motherfucking justice. I mean, I'm I'm glad that people are using their platforms to bring attention to her name. But what are we going to do about those cops? They're still out there. And she's not getting the justice she deserves. So when it comes to all of these posts and tweets, hashtags for Megan, for Breonna Taylor, do y'all really care about black women? Do y'all mean what you tweet or are you just saying it because it's trending? Because nothing's being done about it. Like, it's really sad because I keep thinking to myself, what if I was Breonna Taylor? Breonna Taylor was only, what, 26? I'm 25 That could have been me. And who would be going hard for me? Like, it it just makes me sad. And that brings me to the topic of Jacob Blake. So I don't even know where to start. What What can be said that already hasn't been said? Let me start from the beginning. Jacob Blake, I believe he's a 29 year old young man. He was shot seven times in the back in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, people are asking why? was Jacob shot. That is still up in the... I mean, why do we ever get shot? Why do we ever get a knee on our neck? Why do we ever get choked out? We don't know. We don't know what goes on in those police officers' heads. But this all started because Jacob apparently was breaking up a fight between two women on the neighborhood street. Just being a good guy, just breaking up a fight. The police were called and somehow he gets shot in the back seven times. And what makes this story even more sad was the fact that Jacob was leaning over in his car and his three children, ages three, five, and eight, were in the back seat of the car. So they watched their dad get shot in the back. Black children do not deserve this type of trauma. Black adults don't deserve this type of trauma, but specifically the children. For you to watch your dad get shot by police officers, do you know how fucked up these kids are going to be for the rest of their life? I sincerely hope they get therapy as soon as possible. This reminds me of the case of Philando Castile, where his girlfriend's daughter was in the back seat, and he just shot right in the car. That police officer shot right into the car and shot Philando Castile. One of those bullets could have hit that baby girl, and they just don't care about black men, black women, black children. Nobody is safe. They don't care, and um, in this story. I don't know if you want to call it a happy ending, but Jacob is alive. Jacob has had surgery. He's paralyzed and he may never walk again, but Jacob is alive. And that to me is important because oftentimes these black people, they get shot, they get killed, and then it's left up to the media to piece together their story. And it's up to the protesters and the police officers to define the narrative. Well, guess what? I can't wait 
until Jacob Blake is ready to talk. Take as much time as you need, Jacob, but I cannot wait until he is ready to talk and tell his story and tell the world what really happened on that Sunday night. Why did those cops shoot him in the back seven times? And he might not even know the answer to that question. But I'm looking forward to him telling his story because I don't want anybody else trying to paint the picture for us. This victim deserves justice. I'm so, so sorry that Jacob may never walk again because of this egregious and heinous act. But I just, I really hope something comes out of Jacob's story. And um, this kind of gives me Rodney King vibes. Rodney King was beaten to a bloody pulp and he managed to recover and he managed to do a press conference and say his piece. And now in his press conference, you can go back and, you know, watch the video on YouTube and whatnot. Rodney King, you know, called for peace, called for into the protest. And that's kind of what Jacob Blake's family is saying about him. They're saying that he's a really caring upstanding guy and that he would not be happy with the protest. He's upset right now in the hospital because his family's upset. I think they said after he got shot and got in the hospital, his first words were like, all I care about is my boys and tell my boss I'm okay. And tell, tell my boss, tell your boss what? You just got shot in the back seven times and you still care about work. That's the kind of man this guy is. So I need all prayers up for Jacob Blake, for his city, for this country The fun fact is, it's not fun, but the crazy part is Jacob Blake moved from Illinois to Wisconsin for a fresh start, he said. And this is how he's treated. It's just so sad. And, you know, when when people say, oh, Jacob Blake was such a good guy. Okay, what if he wasn't? What if he was a, a drug dealer? What if he boosted cars? What if he was a robber? I don't give a fuck. None of that means that you should get shot by police seven times in the back until you're paralyzed. You could be a good guy. You could be a bad guy. I don't care. If you're black and living your life, you don't need to be killed by the police or shot by the police. So again, I'm just praying for Jacob Blake because I haven't even watched the video and I'll tell you why. As I said earlier, black people do not deserve this kind of trauma. This is traumatizing. The other night, my boyfriend went out to dinner with his friends and I was nervous because anything can happen in a short amount of time. Your life can change forever. You could just be driving down the highway, a white cop's having a bad day, and he wants to murder you. Plain and simple. So I'm really praying for this country. And then we got the RNC going on at the same time. Let me talk about the RNC while we're at it. Last week, we had the the Democratic National Convention. Um... Obviously, Joe Biden was nominated as the Democratic Party's um, nominee on the ticket for the 2020 election. And, you know, for the most part, it was, you know, pretty uplifting, positive message. Um, And then the RNC comes around, the Republican National Convention. And I have not watched this. Obviously, I'm not going to give them an ounce of viewership. I know how I know how Nielsen works. I know how I know how viewer numbers work. And I'm not turning my TV on to watch the RNC. No, ma'am. No turkey, no ham. No, thank you. Um, But I was watching. I think it was CBS CBS News. And they mentioned Senator Tim Scott. Let me talk about him. Tim, Timothy, Senator Tim Scott. What can I say? Do you smell that? 
it smells like coon behavior to me. And I hate to use the word, but that there's no other way to describe it. It's like you just want to, you just want you you remember that y'all remember that meme of Gabrielle Union going around like, was it worth it? Did you get what you wanted? Was it worth it? That's how I feel right now. Tim Scott, was it worth it? Did you get the attention you were seeking? Did you get the approval you were seeking from Massa? Because that's what this seems like. This man, he's from South Carolina. First of all, let me just say that I don't trust black Republicans. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you be a black Republican? Someone please tell me the benefits of being a black Republican. I don't know. All these black people at the RNC, you look stupid. Your ass is showing. You look like a fucking idiot. Now, back to Tim Scott. I only heard a few clips of his speech on um, CBS News, as I was saying. And this stood out to me. Number one, he said that the Democrats, if the Democrats gain control of the White House, we're going to be living in a socialist utopia. Is that so bad? <laughs> I, I dare say it, but is a socialist utopia so bad? Anything is better than this fucking shitstorm we're in right now. Let's just be honest. I'll take a socialist utopia over anything right now. And then this is what got me. He said that the Republican Party is the reason why he went from cotton to Congress. Lord, <laughs> I'm, I, I have to laugh. Sir, you think that Donald Trump single-handedly helped your, fam- helped your family get from cotton to Congress? You must be out your black ass mind. And let me remind you that it's black because you clearly forgot. Y'all, uh, t- t- I'm recording this and... There's only a couple days left of the RNC. So if y'all want to go ahead and watch that, be my guest and report back to me how these um, black folks are acting. Because this is sad. This is, you're a sellout. I cannot stand a black person who backs Trump knowing that he's racist. Are you blind? Whatever, man. I'm, I'm moving on. The next thing I want to talk about And this is kind of the culmination of all these things, black Republicans, police shootings, all this crazy stuff going on. There will be a virtual march on Washington on August 28th. This will be led by the NAACP. Now, if you remember the March on Washington, what year was that? 1965? Something like that. The virtual march on Washington is supposed to be kind of a, a round two of that, a part two of that. The March on Washington gave us Martin Luther King's amazing I Have a Dream speech. And now the NAACP is trying to emulate that. And I'm not sure how the virtual experience will go, but this is so needed right now. I wish, I, and, and you know, we're in a pandemic, but people are still out there kind of protesting, kind of, I don't know, black black killings, black slayings, to in the black mind is more important than the pandemic right now. And that's just the truth, honestly. Um, so we're not gathering at the March on Washington because of the pandemic, but I so wish that we could because that something like that is really a life-changing experience. Anybody who went to the March on Washington or the Million Man March, they know that feeling of empowerment. I feel like we really need that right now. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get that through a television screen, but this is the best we can do right now. So I hope that you guys will check that out. And um, also from our design standpoint, point, the branding looks really good. They kind of mixed, you know, um, new school and old school. So definitely check out the virtual March on Washington. And while we're talking about the NAACP, I saw something cool. 
in the news about how the Atlanta chapter created an app where it has an interactive map that can show you like all the racist statues in your area and give you a little history about them and like why they should be torn down. And there's like over 700 monuments and parks and museums on this app for you to check out. It's historical, it's educational. And I think that is just something really awesome that we should all take advantage of. Um, I love seeing these statues come down. You know, this is what I wanted to say on the podcast. Back in May, when things kicked off with George Floyd's death, may he rest in peace, I felt I was sad about George Floyd's murder, but I was hopeful because I was seeing progress. I was seeing the protests, the marches, the petitions. They arrested the cops that murdered George Floyd. I was I was hopeful. With Jacob Blake's death, I was so sad and really discouraged. I really had a moment where I was like, none of this shit matters. Everything we're doing is for nothing because they're still killing us. I still am a little discouraged, but what else can we do? All we have is the power of our voices. And there's really nothing else we can do at this point. I can't change police reform on my own. But if I band together with these marches, these protests, this podcast... I feel like I've done my part and that's the best that I can do. So keep y'all heads up, seriously, because we can't get discouraged now. And you know what they say about the voting? They say they wouldn't try to keep you from voting if your vote wasn't so important. And that's the same with this. We can't just shut up about police brutality because that's exactly what they want. That's what the enemy wants. And I don't know who your enemy I don't know if the enemy is the police, the government, the devil. Shoot, right now I feel like the devil is working. I'm religious and the devil is working, y'all. So... Just keep your heads up because we can't back down now. I'm in, I was discouraged at first, but now I'm more invigorated to keep this keep the wheels turning, okay? All right, this concludes episode 99 of the Young Black and Opinionated podcast. As I said, please make sure you are following the podcast on Instagram at the YBO podcast because the 100th episode will be a live event on Instagram Live, Thursday, September 10th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I really need y'all to show up and show out for me. I love y'all. The support has been real. I can I can see in the plays. I can see the streams, the numbers. Y'all have definitely had my back. So I want you guys to enjoy this 100th episode live. And also there will be giveaways. I'm going to be giving away some hair care, skin care, t-shirts, buttons. Please stop by virtually if you can and if you want any more information follow me on social media miss christie m-i-s-s-c-h-r-i-s-d-e-e and remember to subscribe bye